Titter or a Twitter? Both, oh. because that's where we get most of our information from. And again, oh. we're back that, again this year. First of all, I have to say I'm so excited because it is now in a full year that we have I've lived through a Tony cycle with this new podcast, and I'm so thrilled and just excited. Yeah. And then in general, I'm excited because I have my friends that came back this year to help me handicap, which is great because now we can look at ourselves last year. And compare our tones and our our energies from last year to this year, and you look thinner. Do I really? Thanks. I sound thinner. A whole don't year, I? <laughs> thinner and beautiful. And he has the dad plaid. And I'm wearing dad plaid. <laughs> and we're here. It's so funny because the Tony and the Tony Awards were announced this morning, and I knew that coming into this, we have to do it as soon as we can because everybody and their their dads are going to be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And boy, this season, y'all, it's it's insane. And so for my but I guess what is this the prognostication show? Is that the right word, prognosticator? You're hmm. the you're the writer, Craig. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> our our prognostication, our predictions for the 2017 Tony Awards that are going to be taking place exactly when June. No one knows. <laughs> We're looking at Paul. Wait, why is it, why is it 11? Why, why am I thinking June 11? I it think it be. is June 11th. I think it's June well, 11th. No one's going to be watching with the host. I mean, come on. <gasps> Ooh, ring. Oh. And away we go. <laughs> so when we come back, we... <laughs> June 11th. Gre- June 11th. Gregory Allen... Paul Winkler and I will come back and we are going to start dishing and going down the list because, honey, we, there's some people that got snubbed. There's some shows that got snubbed. There's some moments that we still kind of go, and how did they get nominated? And there that is some shows closing this week. Ow! Oh, pal. Because, you know, when you don't get the nomination or give up a press ticket, things happen. Ooh! <laughs> and we'll be back. <laughs> Q brothers having a ball. Sometimes I get naughty. Sometimes I actually get nice. But I never feel better than when I'm answering questions from Keith Price. For all of y'all, it's curtain call. All right, we are back, y'all. Keith Price's curtain call, and we are doing it. We are having our fantastic Tony Awards predictions. I am so excited. I mean, okay, first of all, I have to ask my panel. Because I have to say that now, I have to ask my panel. Mm, Does that yes. sound fancy? It does. Mm. I love that. My panel. I know. I have to ask my panel. What did you think about the nominations this morning when they came out? Like, where, where, where were you when the nominations were coming out? Um, I didn't watch them. You know, I, I, I don't have cable anymore. I'm very much in the modern world, so mm-hmm. I use Apple TV and. I don't sub- subscribe to CBS uh, service, so no, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> Just I'm, waiting I'm like sure it's online, else. but I was more like getting ready uh, to be here with you. Oh. <laughs> I was driving across the George Washington Bridge, and I'm sure the other cars are like, why is that guy flailing his arms about all mad? <laughs> what were you mad about? <laughs> Just these nominations. <laughs> 
Well, you know Who's what? that queen? Let's, well, <laughs> let's, let's dig in. Let's dig in. This is the part that I always do because I can never remember where would be the best place to start. So let's, because as Paul said to us, who really watches the plays? I say we do the plays because, you know, those are the things that people <laughs> may not know a lot about. And if we get it done early, then we can still have more time to luxuriate in the musical. So let's, let's tip it off. Let's look at the best revival of a play. Okay. Right. And the nominees are Jitney, The Little no, Foxes. August Wilson's Jitney. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. August Wilson's Jitney. <laughs> it's sort of like, <laughs> what is it? The Gershwin's Porgy and Bess. Yeah, August right. Wilson's Jitney, The Little Foxes. Lillian Hellman's The Little, Lillian <laughs> Hellman's little Foxes. <laughs> no Cowards, The Present <laughs> Laughter. And John, was it John Guar's um, Six Degrees of Separation? Okay. So what do you think? Who do you think is going to walk away with the best revival? Hmm. This is a. I, I think it's a hard one because yeah. there's a, there's there's a lot of great stuff here. I happen to love Little Foxes, right? Even though it's a three act play and you, it moved and, and two different performers oh, doing exactly. two different performances. And you want to return and nights. see it switched, switched. the other yeah. way. That's fantastic. Which I still want to go back because I saw Cynthia as Regina and Laura as Birdie, and I mm. want to go back and see it the other way, which is what they the way they got nominated. That's fantastic. I well, love that. It's interesting because Six Degrees of Separation, one of my favorite plays, mm-hmm. and fantastic movie, if anyone uh, hasn't seen it. But I think about who wasn't nominated for the show, and usually if, if something's going to win Best Revival or Best Musical, usually they nominate everybody. Mm-hmm. Usually. Right. And if we look at who wasn't nominated, we'll get to it later, but right. Allison Janney, mm. you know, she was snubbed, so. Well, you know, that's how it goes. But then, again, for me, personally speaking, I, I've i only gotten to see two of the four. Okay. And I was not necessarily a big Six Degrees of Separation fan to begin with, so I was kind of like, eh, well, we'll see how that works. Um, Little Foxes, I'm dying to see, if anybody from the press office hears me. Um <laughs> But I did get to to spend my birthday with um, Present Laughter, which was really great because, you know, good old-fashioned musical, I mean, musical comedy, good old-fashioned uh, stage comedy, mm-hmm. you know, it, with the three acts, basically, and then we have the big slamming door, everyone mistakes whoever's in the other room scenario, which is very Noel Coward to begin with. And it was a fun, safe evening. And the same thing about Jitney. I loved Jitney. I was really moved by Jitney. I got to see it twice in the same week, which is very unusual for me. And interestingly enough, it's I think it's the Broadway debut of the show, but it's never been on Broadway. On Broadway. So no. it is technically a revival. revival. It's technically yeah. a revival. And again, one of the August Wilson's, I think it's one of the last ones that has been produced on Broadway. Or one of the, the first time it's been produced on Broadway. I think he has a couple of musicals coming out. No, I'm just <laughs> That's kidding. a mess. You're a mess. <laughs> so, all right. Well, then now let's look at the best new plays. We have A Dollhouse 2, Indecent, Oslo, and Sweat. Lynn Nottage's Sweat. Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. Pulitzer, second Pulitzer. And she is the first African-American to win two Pulitzer Prizes for mm-hmm. drama. That's wow. a big deal. Yep. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Yeah. It's fantastic. And she is in the same uh, room with August Wilson because he also had that same honor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. See, so here we are now. We're looking at... Four very, very, very interesting plays. Three of which I, I can say that I have seen. The fourth one I have not seen yet, but that's on my, my to-do list this week. You got some shows to see. I got a whole lot of shows to <laughs> see. But as, but as Paul pointed out, yeah. if, you know, if you look at A Doll's House Part 2, they all got nominated. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like four of them are like, boom. So, yeah. Yeah. so something to be said about that. Hmm. 
Hmm. I would say Doll's House Part 2, although it's not the highest grossing show Mm -hmm. right now, now plays typically aren't as high as musicals anyway, Mm -hmm. but it's not the highest grossing show, but it is, I think, one of the hyped, the biggest hyped plays right now. And Indecent, I would say, would be in the running for number two, potentially winner. Hmm. Everyone's talking Oslo. I well, you know, for me, having I, you know, I just actually surprisingly, I I did a a quick review thing moment, and then actually three of those four plays that are in here, Indecent, Oslo, and Sweat, are in the mix. And I remember saying then, after seeing all three of those plays, and I saw them all actually in the same week, mm-hmm. it was, ooh, I would hate to be on the Tony committee to have to decide because they're three. You know, I have not again have not seen a Dollhouse two, and that's that's the only way I can and put that out there, but. When I saw Indecent in Oslo, I saw two stories about Jewish history, basically. And I walked away learning something completely new. But then I walked away from Sweat having a whole other, you know, heaping of emotion about humanity and how we treat each other as people when we're in certain situations and how, you know, people can be friends one minute and then the next minute something happens and it's all over because of something that's out of both of your controls. I mean, it was like... I think that it was much more of a tangible experience because of the way that the, it was very contemporary and stuff like that. However, these other two shows brought to me information that I did not know or have, and I felt way more informed after I left. So hmm. it's a very, it was like for me a choice of like, I don't know who I'd have to choose. But if I had to pick, I think that it will probably be Sweat. Let me break it down for you. The, oh, the, right. the Tony committee doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. Yeah. And this is a quote from I, our friend uh, Irene, Gandy. and I've said this before, but um, <laughs> half of the voters live in L.A. and the other half are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there we are. So now let's look at let's look at best actor and actresses and featured actors in a play, and we'll start with the best featured actor in a play. We've got. Michael Aronoff from Oslo. We have Danny DeVito from Martha Miller's The Price, because everybody has to put the Pearly Wright's name before, over the title. Nathan <laughs> Lane, The Front Page. Richard Thomas, little, Lillian Hellman's Little Foxes. Yay. And John Douglas Thompson from August Wilson's Jitney. Yeah. What I'm so think? glad to see Richard Thomas in there, because he, it's like the best thing I think I've seen him do. In wow. His. And and when some of the other award nominations came out, I'm like, how did Nathan Lane sneak in over Richard Thomas? So mm-hmm. this time they were they were both in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't love the front page when I saw the front page, but um, I don't think anyone loved the front page to be honest. <laughs> they loved the cast, but I don't think they loved the show that. Yeah, much. it's one of those shows that wouldn't get produced unless they brought those that stars. cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, well, Danny DeVito making his Broadway debut is wonderful in um, the, price. the price. And Obama saw it on like the second preview. <laughs> Which is pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. Although he's been at like every show with Hillary, like Damn, both I of them. I wish I could have gotten him to do this show with us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he probably can. He probably could. Yeah. He's got time. Let me call. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Aronoff from Oslo. First of all, I'm just gonna say, because mm-hmm. that man is hot. <laughs> that man is hot stuff. Can you and say that again? <laughs> He is hot stuff. and You know, you should be in Cats. <laughs> <laughs> I hear this room. Um, Mr. Mephistopheles. Um, the thing about Michael Aronoff is like his character is so fabulous in this play. I mean, because he is giving you like full on, you know, Middle Eastern fierceness in terms of this negotiation with the peace. Con- and then the thing is, is like I said before, he's hot. 
and I don't care. I'm a gay man, and I'm going to own how hot he is. And so, and I love me some Richard Thomas because I find Richard Thomas also very delicious too. However, didn't get to see Little Foxes. And um, however, I think in the big, the big scene, I feel like John Douglas Thompson's uh his nomination is going to get lost because no one's going to be able to see Jitney. So, mm. you know, th- thanks for playing along. But like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, well, front page is well, close. It's front so, page. Yeah. And so yeah. thank you, Nathan Lane, you know, America's biggest actor. We love you, but thank you, but no. Danny DeVito is in a really great place to be like that celebrity favorite that everybody mm-hmm. wants. But if I had to choose... In his Broadway point, debut. In his Broadway debut. Yeah. You know, I, I, if I have to choose, I'm just going to be shallow and superficial, although I did love his role and I did love the play. So it's mm-hmm. not just... You know, I find him hot, hot. But he did a fantastic job and brought just enough fear and pathos into this Michael Aronoff. So that's my vote. Who are you guys going for? I'm probably going to, even though I love Richard Thomas and I love the whole play Little Foxes, since I didn't like the play of The Price, Mm -hmm. but I really love Danny DeVito, I think I'm going to go Danny DeVito. Hmm. Okay. How about you, Paul? Um, uh, I guess I would say Richard Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, John Boy. (laughs) Good night, John Boy. And let's look at Best Featured Actress in the Play. We have Johanna Day from Sweat, Jane Hodishaw from A Doll's House Part 2, Cynthia Nixon, Lillian Hellman's The Little Foxes, Condola Rashad, A Doll's House Part 2, and Michelle Wilson from Sweat. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. You got four people, two, two pairs from two different shows, and then there's The Lone Wolf, <laughs> The Little Fox. Right. Do the same shows usually cancel each other out? Makes you wonder. Right. Hmm. But I mean, all of these performances, even Jane Hodishaw, I, I've not yet seen because. But she's, she's wonderful. A, she's amazing. She's yeah. always amazing whenever right. I've seen and her. And she just won the Tony last year. That's right. So yeah. that puts her in that contention of, you know, rolling into this with something fabulous. And she's also been nominated for like every possible tiny part she's ever done. Yeah. She's always great. Mm. She's always great, but she's yeah. a troubadour actor. And Condola Rashad, of course, this is, I think, what her second nomination? Cynthia's or already third. won. And Cynthia's won. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle Wilson and Johanna Day, for me, were new faces on the Broadway. And their parts in that show were amazing. Mm. Like I said, I, you know, the contemporary piece. The sad thing is is that, you know, only one of them is going to wind up winning unless there's a dead heat tie, which almost never happens anymore. Um, I'm, I'm going to put my vote behind Michelle Wilson for Sweat. Mm. I think, you know... Diversity card played. I'm just gonna play it right now because <laughs> no, you know, and I love me some Condola Rashad, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen her show and I can't speak for that. But if I had to choose with what I have already been able to witness, then Michelle Wilson is gonna get my vote. And mm-hmm. right behind her is Johanna Day because they, the two of them together, their energy together on stage is really it's kind of unfair that I pick one or the other, but mm-hmm. um, they were just amazing, they're just amazing. Nice, and you, uh, I mean. Jane Hootie Shall for president. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're here for? Oh, is that for? what we're, we're doing? For? I'm with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Cynthia Nixon for her Act 3 monologue. All so. right. Mm. Okay. So there you have it. So let's now look at the best actor. In a play? In a play. Great. And the nominees are, you go. Okay. Uh, Dennis Ard... Ard- Art Heisenberg, Chris Cooper, Adults House Part 2, Corey Hawkins, Six Degrees of Separation, Kevin Klein, Present to Laughter, Jefferson Mays, Oslo. Mm, okay. 
Wow. It's a, it's a pretty good list, this I is have a good to say. Now, yeah. Dennis Arndt from Heisenberg, I did enjoy right. him in the show. Mm -hmm. um, the two-person two play with him and... Um, Mary Louise Mary Louise Parker. Parker. Who did not get nominated. Who did not get nominated. Well... Kind of couldn't understand. The whole... <laughs> I'm just saying... Her, her I career saw, is on a decline. I, and well, I mean, you know, sometimes she gives good performances and sometimes, you know... She's a diva. And she's, you know... But again... Good for Dennis Arndt, right? Yeah, good for him. Chris Cooper, Doll's House Part 2, again, I can't speak for, and I'll own that. But again, if four of the, the, the people in the cast are nominated as well, then that's a good sign that right. whatever performance he is giving, people are paying attention to. And I like him anytime he's in a film. I don't know him. I haven't seen him I've never stage, seen him on stage yeah. either, mm -hmm. yeah. Because he's, he's an Oscar winner, that one. Corey Hawkins from Six Degrees of Separation. He's also in the 24th series that just came out. Which, you know, good mm -hmm. for him. Fabulous. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Klein, present laughter, people are falling all over. Mm -hmm. He's a favorite. Um, and Jefferson Mays, who's always the Incredible. most, he's like the most dapper everything. Even mm. when he was on Law and Order SVU, he was like a dapper bad guy. I'm like, I don't, how do you just manage to manifest dapper and make it pop for you? But that's good for you. And even in Oslo, he's still got to have that, the essence of dapperness that I love. Yeah. Um, I think that it'll either wind up becoming a cross between Kevin Klein mm -hmm. and possibly. Possibly, if we have that one moment of someone out of the, the mix that's not on Broadway, Dennis Arndt might have a chance. I'm going to, th I think Chris Cooper's going to win, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't be mad if Kevin Klein won. You know, he hasn't been on Broadway in a while, and, you know, he, he, he had a big career, you know, yeah. back in the day, and people were excited to see him, so yeah. there's that and aspect I mean, and, of and it. He's, he's, he has his own theater history mm -hmm. as well, and it's nice to have. The theater legends come Why back. Isn't Correct. He hosting the Tonys. I, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, sh no tea, no shade. Why could not mm -hmm. host the Tonys? Anyway, I saw your campaign. Mm -hmm. I'm still, and I'm still trying. I'm gonna <laughs> I know, get I'm on that red carpet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in Listen, that room. Damn it. If Ian, thank. I didn't want to bring it up because I don't want to hate on a child. <laughs> don't hate on my little boy. He reviewed I my book. I loves me some Ian. He's I on the back of my book. me some Ian, honey. <laughs> For those Ian of loves you him some theater. who watch um, Big Little Lies, he plays Ziggy on that And he's series. got, and he's going to wind up becoming a little bit of a mini star on his own. Mm. So. Well, you know who his parents are, right? Yeah. Okay. They, they all got a good. Okay. So now let's look at Best Actress in a Play. We have Kate Why Blanchett. Why are you laughing? Because of one of the nominees. Okay. Kate Blanchett in the present. Jennifer, job, Blanchett. Good okay, job. <laughs> Jennifer Ely in Oslo. Oh. Uh, Sally Field in The Glass Menagerie. Mm. Laura Linney in Lillian Hellman's The Little Foxes. And Laurie Metcalf, A Doll's House Part Two. Now. Mm-hmm. Again, Laurie Metcalf, I don't care. Read the phone book on stage. I watched Laurie Metcalf for a half an hour in that other play that she did Basically, check her text messages for half an hour before the show, and I was like riveted. Oh, I'm like, oh my god! The other, the other, place. the other place. I was she like, was so good. So that. if she can sit down and just text for half an hour and have me just like staring at her, then and I'm misery. Sure Mis she made misery okay to watch. She, yeah, she was the only thing that wasn't miserable in, in misery. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I said it. Yeah. Poor thing had to literally and figuratively carry Bruce Willis through that show. I'm like, <laughs> girl, she deserved the Tony for that. Um, Laura Linney, can, mm -hmm. another one, can do no wrong. I will say Laura Linney has been wanting to win a Tony for a long yes, time. Yes, she has. And um, deservedly so, I think. She 
forced roundabout to do Les Liaisons d'Andarus years ago. Um, and it was a fantastic revival, minus Laura Linney. She was not good in it. Um, so wow. I, I wouldn't be upset if she won. I think it's going to go to Laurie Metcalf, but mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett, I mean, That's the movie she star can do title. anything. And you know what she's doing next. Yeah, she's going to do All uh, About Eve, Eve in London. In yeah. London, the play. Uh, play version. Yeah. And even uh, Ivan Van Ho- Hova. Is even directing. Van Hova is going to direct it. The guy yeah. that did the bloody ending of... of um, the view from the bridge. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Rain and people in their shoes. No shoes. I'll tell you a funny story about that is that they kept getting hives, the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so because it was the longest run they had done of that show because they'd done it in London and mm-hmm. places. So they had to put Vaseline all over their bodies. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, to go backstage, it was a, it was a mess. A hot mess. <laughs> and, and, of course, I do not want to ignore Sally Field. No, but I had to ignore that play. Oh, that they production. Did you see it? I couldn't because okay. it's one of my favorite plays. And I'm so and glad it was just to hear revived that. two minutes ago. Yes, right. And done in a way that I have no idea why there was a need to have another revival. And right. I and I'm being I will be shady, uh, right? Because, I just, and I try not to be, generally speaking. But like, I did not need to see Sally Field lifting a wheelchair up a, up a flight of stairs. I did not need what to it, see Spring Awakening. Oh my God! And then and it, and then not to be. I don't want to discount people and their talents. Right. However, that show to me looked like a giant rehearsal space. It's it, was ta- just, it was a table it, and a folding table chairs. A table and folding chairs, and then you could see the Ikea. Are you talking st- about falsetto? <laughs> <laughs> we have musicals coming soon. But no, the, 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 uh, the, the, I saw the, um, the, sign the side where they had their props. Yes. And so you could, like I was sitting in the mezzanine, center, dead center of the mezzanine, I was watching the full stage, and it's like between that and the cemented floor for the big rain sequence, which I still don't understand, um, it just was a lot of stuff that was and not the house necessary. lights stayed up forever at the start of the show. I I was just I I mean honestly I just was I was disappointed because as you said we just had the most amazing yeah, revival of that show revival. that John yeah. Tiffany thing was over mm-hmm. you know what I'm that's saying great. even even when she crawled through the couch and that's how she entered that and didn't I, bother me no I didn't hate but if you think crawling through the couch didn't bother you let me just tell you <laughs> this poor woman who they have in this show and she's I'm not saying poor woman because she's working on at Broadway and we're not but she is a, a, a person with with uh, special needs and the special needs doesn't necessarily match the actual character that Correct. that Tennessee Williams did no. and so everything that that character kept saying I was just like I like how much how much of this is I supposed to be believing and not believing? You know, it's like it's like everybody's wearing regular clothes. Nobody's giving me a period energy. I feel like I'm sitting in the rehearsal space with this piece, but that's another story. That's well, why and I, I think if you're going to do non-traditional casting, it's got to still make you some have sense to, to make the some piece. story. You can't yeah. just go that far and crazy with the story. They say Laura's. It's all in her. There's so much is in her head in that in the script. It says it's not all real. Her limp is not real. Exactly. When you're in a wheelchair, it's kind of real. When you're in a wheelchair yeah. and they're doing physical therapy at one at one of the scenes while. Miss Angela's on the phone, Miss Wingfield trying to sell a magazine subscription, and they're doing like leg exercises. Like she, and I was just sitting there going, I can't believe this. And then, of course, the climactic moment because this girl doesn't really walk, and the only way that she kind of walks is almost primate like. And so, when there's the big scene when you know Amanda's like, Well, where have you been doing what you've been doing all day? You should have been going to that business college that I'm spending all this money for. What are you doing? And she's like, I've been walking around the park, and I was just like, 
okay. And I just busted out laughing right in the middle of that moment. And I thought, oh my God, this is so terrible. But I'm like, are you kidding me? You're asking me to believe way too much. Like, I can't look past the way this young woman is walking on stage. And you're going to tell me that I have to believe she's been walking in the park all day and nobody called her mother? <laughs> but do you feel Sally Field, she deserved her No, mom? I don't. I no. don't believe so. I oh. think that I would have loved to have seen Sally Field do a brand new play than yeah. to see Listen, her do something like that. That but, nomination should have been Allison Janney. I'm yes. sorry. Mm. She's yeah, a if legend. we're going to pick. I love her. And she'd have been great. Yeah. However, I, I'm going to, even though I have not seen A Doll's House Part 2, and I have not seen Little Foxes, I think that the competition is between the two of them because no mm. one's going to see the present. Kate Blanchett is fabulous, but it's done. Um, I don't know how many people will want to see Oslo because it is a, a chunk of of your time, but it is really, really well worth it. Um, so I'm, but I still think it's going to be between Laurie Metcalf and um, I agree, hmm. and Laurie Lenny. and Laurie Lenny. So there we go. So that's that's our wrap of the actors and actresses in the play. So when we come back, we're going to look at the best actor and actresses in a musical. This is Brandon Uranowitz, and you are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. All right, we are back, and mm, child, it's just getting, we're just getting started, honey. We're just getting started. Let us look at the best actor in, featured actor, excuse me, in a musical. A we have musical. Gavin Creel, mm-hmm. Hello Dolly, uh, Mike Fast, uh, Dear Evan Hansen, Andrew Reynolds, Falsettos, Lucas Steely, uh, Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812. And Brandon uh, Uranowitz falsettos. Oh, and he has to win. He has to win. Oh, Brandon Uranowitz. That's my one of my Broadway baby daddies. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I falsettos think... got a lot of love for a show that yes, closed. That, that closed. Yeah. That if they hurry up mm-hmm. and get that damn thing on PBS, right? You could you could change the the, the tone of people who's looking at a voting. You're number. right. I'm True. just saying. Yeah, they were they did film the show. Which and they had kept in one of the scenes that they said they were going to take out, but then right. they put, kept it in. Again, who's who? This is a, a hot category, actually. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like everybody in the category is hot, and then oh, <laughs> okay. Because again, let us not forget we're gay. Um, everyone in this is like you know. I and, know I'm and old. And they're pretty good. Too. Exactly, and they and they all give fantastic performances. Uh, ironically, Lucas has a really good falsetto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this boy's crap. I love each of you. So, Gavin Creel, Mike Faced. Is that how he pronounced his name? Faced, Fast, Faced. Andrew Reynolds, Lucas mm-hmm. Steele, Brandon Uranowitz. I would love to see Brandon Uranowitz win it just because I love him and I think he's a wonderful talent. Um, I, but I again, no say, one's going to see yeah. any of that. Right. Yeah, so, well, unless it's on PBS. But still, it's closed. They can't yeah, buy tickets. They can't right? buy tickets. Which is the point essentially of the yeah. Tonys and it's um, probably not going to tour. Gavin yeah. is wonderful in Dolly. He's yeah. really good Cornelius. He mm-hmm. really is. Uh, I can't say the same about Andrew's falsettos. Oops. Yeah, I didn't love his wizard. I have mm-hmm. to say the falsettos right. revivals parts of it were I, I would say disappointing but Brandon stood out. He stood out for me. He was great. Yeah. So I mean you know my love goes for Brandon but I feel like if it's going to become a Dear Evan Hansen kind of sweep which it could, maybe. Hmm. Um, Mike faced has a chance, and, but I. But, but honestly, Andrew might win just because of politics. You know, like he's, yeah, but, he's on TV now. Yeah, and, but you know what? What does he? That doesn't mean know. anything. Politics is cute. 
but you know you need to be a bona fide TV star if you think you're going to roll in and get something. You're you're a TV star ish, mm. but you're not a bona fide TV star because. I'm, well, no, oh, I'm just okay. saying. Oh. I'm just saying. You know, Andrew Rannells. Who besides us know who Andrew Rannells is? He's on Girls. He's on Girls. Okay. <laughs> and how many people that watch Girls? I mean, know, I don't watch it. I was gonna say, see, because <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't watch. It. I don't watch it. As but they, I mean, as but they how say in uh, Shit's Creek, the TV show. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I do in New York. Oh, just watch Girls and do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, but outside of that, the people that know him from girls, how many of them are actually clamoring to get to the theater to see him? Not that many. Wow. I'm t- I, am I wrong? Am I I know I'm being shady, but I'm just telling the I, truth. I think he's I mean, a draw. I, I like him, I, I, but I, I don't think he's, he's... I thought his performance was one note through the whole thing. Was yeah. it didn't, hmm. You know. I think the direction was part of the problem. But I but I love the falsetto show. I mean, because I didn't get to see it live. I didn't get originally. to see it the first time originally. I, saw it five times I wasn't the first even alive. Time. <laughs> Shut just up. kidding. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> you were sitting on your mother's lap. Exactly. The in the theater annoying people. <laughs> Who brought their kid? Oh my god. <laughs> He's gonna be gay. I want him to see this. <laughs> like he needs to know now. <laughs> this is what you have. So I think of the people that are actually still on Broadway in a show, I have a feeling it's going to be between Mike and Gavin Creel. But mm. my my vote will go for... Brandon. My Deep down will be for Brandon. Many people talk about Lucas Steele, which I have to admit, it's the one musical I haven't seen, and I went ahead and got my tickets. Mm-hmm. I had no desire to see Greg Comet. There, I said it. <laughs> And yet they got 12 nominations today. They got the most nominations. I'm like, all right, I have to go see it before the no, 20s. You, everyone should see the show. As I was saying uh, to you earlier, Keith, that mm-hmm. it was better in the tent. It was more intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are wonderful things going on in that show. Um, it's not going to be the show for everybody, but right. you will be entertained no matter what. Yeah. Um, Did you like Lucas? He's fine. Yeah. Uh, he, he does have an incredible falsetto. Mm-hmm. I wasn't joking about that. Like, it's it's really great. Um, it's not like a, it's not really the standout role in the show. There's yeah. a lot of people in it. Um, good for him, but I'm kind of surprised he was nominated. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Well, okay. Well, all right. Again, not mad. But let's look at Best Featured Actresses in a Musical. We have. That's a good one. My Girlfriend and My, f- I Love Her, Kate Baldwin. Oh, and my other girlfriend, and I love her too, Rachel Bay Jones mm-hmm. for Dear Evan Hansen. I love me some Stephanie J. Block, although we're not girlfriends yet. That's, <laughs> she's not my girlfriend yet. But in my mind, we totally are for falsettos because let's talk about that damn breaking down number. Shut the front oh, door. Right. She is the fir- I mean, that is that recording will Every- live in my forever. Phone forever. I yeah. love it. Jen Colella from Come From Away, shut up. Which is interesting because it's Shut such an up, ensemble piece, and but they got an actor in one of the, well, they, one of the I, And I'm glad that they did, and I'm sure that the, the conversation must have been really hard because, I mean, who, uh, especially amongst the men, yeah. do you put out there? Because I love me some Cesar Samayo, yes, now absolutely. that I know how to say his name. And, um, and I got Rodney Hicks, who's going to be coming up next week, and we're going to be chatting. And, you know, I really feel like that's one of those things that that should just be the best musical and you know, if there was such an a, an, a, an award for the entire cast right. getting something, I agree. I would well, love to see that for because, the drama desk, I guess. Yeah, you could yeah, say, right? yeah. But because she kind of has the eleven o'clock number, if you want to say that, turns it. Yeah, she turns it. And then of course Mary Beth Peel and Anastasia. Right. Um, the sole nomination for Anastasia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, she was in Dawson's Creek, so they have to nominate. They her. have to give her something. <laughs> You know, Christy Altamar is adorable. <laughs> she is adorable, but I'm sorry she didn't make the cut. Um, 
But Kate Baldwin, this Rachel is hard. Ray Jones. Kate Baldwin did, gives us a different um, <coughs> take on that character than anybody I've ever seen in yes. Hello Dolly. Mm. Yeah. And she sings Rip Down My Back and made me like it because it's always this high soprano and she's got oomph and power to that role and she's playing a little more feisty. My Kate Baldwin. I love her. I I'm, love uh, the, her recording of I Don't Need a Roof oh. for Big Fish. <laughs> for Big Fish. Oh, my gosh. Don't go there. Don't go there. Oh, my God. Ooh, Kate Baldwin, Okay, girl. I'm going to be real. I really want Stephanie J. Block to win. And, I, and I, I've i admired her in the past, but I never thought she was, like, the one who should win mm-hmm. in this case. I really do want her to win because it was a great performance. I think it's going to be Jen Colella, though. I kind of oh. want Rachel Bay Jones to take this one. I'm, I I almost feel like I need to plead the Can fifth. Can they do because... a tie? <laughs> I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go for a three-way tie with Jim oh. Colella, Rachel Bay Jones, and, and Kate Baldwin. Mm. Primarily Sounds because like a hot threesome. For some straight guys, they're all your girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, because they're all my girlfriends. Well, one of them's gay. Well, that's true, right? <laughs> and she and I will help conduct the rest of the room. Um, it's Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, my feeling is is that if they're gonna, it's, it will probably be Rachel Bay Jones. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I would always anything Kate Baldwin does, I'm I'm all about. Me so too. she's she wins me regardless of whatever she does. Um, Jen Colella, honey, ever since Chaplin with that damn hot wood, uh, yeah. all falls down number, I have not been right since with her, <laughs> and I live for her. So I I don't know who's going to be, but I think if Come From Away gets any award. It probably will be that one. Don't come from away. Don't come from away. Come from here. <laughs> don't, um, don't I think that that me. might be the the award that it winds up walking away with because I think people are just gonna ride the Evan Hansen wave mm-hmm. to the end. But damn, I'm not sure. You don't think? I, I think it. I think it's come from away. Is given Evan Hansen a moment to try to not not feel like they're just gonna sweep I agree. through. They're I agree. not gonna walk through a Hamilton moment. Come from away might be the once you from think this it, season. Remember when but once you, snuck up there and everybody's yeah. like, oh where did this come and from? And I hated once. Anyway. <laughs> um but yes, Kate Baldwin, Rachel Bay Jones, Stephanie J. Block, Jen Colella, four out of five recommend this category. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't be mad on any of them, really. Not a one. Yeah. I can't be mad. I'm even though Mary Beth Peel, you know, bless her heart, has got to pull the whole Anastasia ship, but you know what, girl? <laughs> At least you've been nominated, right? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I think they did. They not get costumes? No, they didn't get nominated for costumes. That's it. So I think it's their sole mm-hmm. nomination. Okay. Well, we ain't gonna be talking about that because you know we ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh, one more. Yeah, so they probably got costumes. Yes. One more. But I mean, but at this point, who's going to go see? Anyway. Um, yeah, Linda Chow. Yeah. Let's like, so let's look at now the best uh, actor. Leading role? Leading in, a, in a leading role in a musical. Mm-hmm. And we have, we're, we're all like trying to be okay. all modern. We have Christian Borrell, Falsettos. Mm-hmm. Josh Groban for Natasha Pierre and The Great Comet of 1812. Ben Platt for Dear Evan Hansen. Andy Carl from Groundhog Day, David Hyde Pierce, Hello Dolly. I know who you're gonna pick. Right. I know. Who <laughs> we you know are who you're pick. picking. Who? I. I we y'all just don't assume. Y'all don't know Andy me like that. Just because Carl. you're all over social media with y'all, him. don't be just coming for me and my Andy Carl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick. Don't be jealous because that's my man, and I got to share him with Orfe. It don't says be you're nothing. in a relationship with in a relationship <laughs> with him. On Facebook. I just changed yeah. my status. <laughs> I'm sharing him with Orfe. <laughs> no. Um, wow. 
Okay, so if I have to say one thing, how interesting mm. is it that Christian Borle was nominated for You never just say one Fal- thing. Never just one thing, but Falsettos he gets nominated for and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which we all are saying so far, mm. hasn't gotten a nomination. No, so, he didn't get anything. You know, it's so weird. <laughs> so when they announced that he was doing Charlie and, and, Falsettos. and Falsettos, everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's eligible to be in that category twice. Right. Well, one of the shows was not as successful, um, but... He was not good in falsetto. No, thank you, thank you. Listen, he was disconnected from Marvin. Yeah, and, and completely I completely disconnected. Mm, from maybe the this character. is not his year, right? Because he's a talent. Uh, he is a great. I'm not going to deny his talent, yeah. and I'm not going to deny. But I just anything. think he was miscast in yeah, falsetto. I agree. And, you know, no one saw Charlie, but yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw it. it. <laughs> or nobody recommends. Shout out to, to Poke and Company. <laughs> Shout out, hey, I saw it. Um, I. I don't know. How about you, Greg? Looking at this category, who are you going to um, for? Well, he, I've, I've said all season long, or since I saw it off-Broadway, I thought, it's Ben Platt, it's Ben Platt. Then when I, after I saw Groundhog Day and I wrote my review, I said, hmm, Andy Carl's the person who could give Ben Platt a run for his money. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder if everything Andy went through will play into the voters' Are minds. you talking about Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> The last, or, or Legally the, Blonde. The last 10 minutes of Rocky I really enjoyed. Otherwise, You know, you know what? Do not come for Rocky, oh. all right? I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't come for Rocky. Because their score was great. <laughs> no, Rocky Because Billy. Aaron's and Flaherty had you know, remodeling to pay for. But that's beside the point. Um, no, I, I actually was very entertained by Rocky, uh, minus the score. I was entertained with Rocky because as much as, you know, I know Andy Carl to be a goofball, and I know watching him walk through a Stallone-type character, like, that's the kind of crazy stuff that he does just in general. Mm-hmm. And so to actually watch him play it for serious kind of, like, caught me off guard. Yeah, I'm like, it didn't work for me. And then when he turned around and he was in On the Twentieth Century, I'm like, this is him. That's Andy. Right. That was awesome. And that's but, the way I felt about Groundhog Day. I'm like, he's carrying the show, his comic chops, and... As much as a prick he is in the show, you mm-hmm. like him. You, you love you, him. You still do. You love him in the Even show. Even though he needs an I Want song so badly at the top of the show, they didn't give him they one. They didn't give him a good one. But that's okay. The, I, you know. That whole score is... Well... I hate no. that score. The Bandstand book? should it's have great. been in over score. Just saying. I know oh. we're not going to go through score, but Bandstand oh. should have been in there. Okay. No. Because well, original music, kept to the period, really groovy. I'm yeah. just... I'm Josh Groban... Josh Groban came out of nowhere. He hasn't been nominated for well, anything this season. No, I, I'm not surprised he's nominated. I'm really not. Well, I mean, he's kind draw. of a featured role, right? That's what it's everybody else said. Yeah, to me. I mean, they they have him above the title because to he's Josh Groban. Because he's Josh Groban, <laughs> but he is not the lead. It's right. not the lead. Um, he's fine. They give him a song in addition to what they had off Broadway, mm-hmm. and it it really doesn't fit in the place of the show. It just kind of doesn't gel with the rest of it. Um, but he's good in it. But He's playing this overweight character. He actually has a pillow in his stomach to play this role. And th- this whole like grand song he's singing, and all they do is have him just walk around and hold the railing. And I'm like, what? do something. Yeah. Do something. I so, can do it without uh, a pillow. <laughs> just saying. There you go. Anyway. I never need a prosthetic for that. I'm good for that. Anytime you're ready for a sumo wrestler character, call me. Well, I mean, for me... Yes, it's Andy, Andy Carl. We know it's Andy Carl. And I'll say two things, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe three, I don't know. One, of course I adore him, so I'm pretty sure. much a diehard devotee. So whatever he does, and especially when he gets the opportunity to be funny, 
I'm going to always be there because I love Andy Carl, especially when he gets to be silly. Um, remember like in on the 20th century with the, the headshot, just shoving it in. And then when brilliant. he opened, opened it up the cabinet and there's all of his headshots there. I can't with him. And I that can't. role... One Kevin Klein, Klein. and yeah, Tony, Tony yes, when it originally opened. That's right. Yeah. But that was the year that Christian Borrell won. So to be very honest, I would love to see Andy win. Um, David Hyde Pierce, I, you, okay, I'll he speak wanted to this. Tony, but you, let's not talk I about saw it. it. Because mm-hmm. um, when, he, when they first announced him as Horace, I'm like, no, I was one of those. Like, yeah. ah, mm-hmm. there's no Miscast. way. Guys, he's really good. He's really well, good in the role. David I am going to defend him because that when Tony I'm wrong, Steeler. I'm wrong. I say I'm wrong. I'm wrong, and he plays it. He he he's created his own character. Mm-hmm. There's some OCD. He's still gruff, but it's not that that big macho guy we think of as as Horace. He's really good in the role. They gave <laughs> so him. What is he like? A wimpy Horace. He's, he's, he's David Hyde Pierce, but but it's more like you know. Um, He's not playing Niles Crane. He's still playing a different character. Mm-hmm. But they gave him a new song that they put back in, Penny in the Pocket at the top of Act 2, mm-hmm. um, which gives more to his character. So I, I like him in the role. I don't think he'll win, but I like him in the role. Mm-hmm. I okay. think it's going to be Ben Platt, to be honest. Oh, I think I, it's between Ben and Andy. It's between yeah. Ben Andy's and Andy. Andy's the only one I think that can take Hi. it from him. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, Ben and Andy... Uh, but I'm gonna. My heart goes to Andy, and my vote goes for Andy. But don't we think that Ben is pretty amazing? In ben is amazing Hansen. in it, but you know, amazing. I'm gonna use the logic that other people use, like when they talk about like people that are nominated for Grammys. It's like I feel like if nothing else, not only does Andy Carl give a fantastic performance in this piece that, as we both mentioned, or all of us have mentioned, that it's you know there's some some issues with the story and some mm-hmm. of the song choices. However, for him as an actor and as a mm-hmm. performer. He works his magic with that thing. Right. Um, ben Platt, same thing. I think though that like people would say to someone like Ben Platt, it's like if you have this kind of fire in a bottle or you know magic in a bottle right now, imagine five years from now. Correct. So you know I could wait for Ben to win, and I'm glad to see that he's nominated. But I would love to see. Andy Carl walk away with that Tony this year because one, I feel like he deserves it, and two, you know, Josh Groban, I love me some Josh Groban. <laughs> um, but mm, yeah, I, I I hadn't seen you before this, and everything I've seen of you doing any theater is always your your Tevia from when you were in high school. So I'm good. No, I'm and, just saying and, I'm good. And Andy did the, the the show must go on. I mean that has a lot. You know and that and that That's is theatered. what will curry yeah. Yeah. the favor. Yeah. It's like that is an actor. That is Correct. if you're gonna award someone for being the best actor, that is how you become the best actor to me. I mean, you know, and again, that show is not complicated. I mean, it's not, it's complicated. Right. And by the way, (laughs) wait, I did see one of the secrets of how they made the transitions when they kept doing the day, every time he would like try to do something crazy to himself. Right. And then I would see the transition and I got to see it from where I was sitting and I was like, Oh, that's basic magic. Oh yeah. I know, but it's like when you're sitting in the back, you're thinking, Oh my God, how they totally do that. But then it was like when I was sitting kind of to the angle, I was like, Oh, I see you sneaking that other guy up in the blanket. Y'all ain't fooling me. Y'all so crazy. (laughs) But it was, but it was still really great stage magic. So, um, leading yes. actress in a musical. Let's go to leading Let's actress. Let's go to the women. Again. Oh my goodness! Danae Benton for Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. Um, Eva Noblezada. Noblezada, uh, mm-hmm. Miss Agon. Or and nosebleed. Then... I'm sure she felt. <laughs> oh. she got that a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Christine Ebersol, Patti Lapone, both of them for War Paint, 
And then um, this this up and coming star, um, <laughs> Bed Midler. For Hello, star. <laughs> Can we discuss one thing though? Okay, so Natasha gets in here. Mm-hmm. So we all know who originated that role off Broadway. Philippa Sue. And Never she, heard of her. And she left Hamilton, and the rumor was she left Hamilton to go do Natasha to bring it to Broadway, but she really left to go do Amelie, which got nothing. nothing. Yeah. So had she stuck with Natasha, maybe she would have been in her category. Well, she, oh. I mean, because it would have certainly been a favorite moment for her because she'd have been coming back again strong. Yep. You know what's very interesting? I know you guys um, didn't see it offer on Broadway, but... Um, the performances of those two actresses are so completely different. Like, mm-hmm. they did not say, we're going to go in the same direction. We're going to get someone to... No, they chose the complete opposite. Wow. Um, and it really changed the whole the whole show. I, I almost like her a little better. I mean, obviously, if only it's a little bit of a, bit of a singer. I mean, she's mm-hmm. gorgeous voice, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to pick between the two of them if I had to. But well, I remember seeing Danae Benton at the Broadway Con last year, the first Broadway mm-hmm. Con, and that girl sang some. I don't even know if it was from the show, but that girl sang her face off, and I I remember being in the press room hearing her singing, and I had to leave the press room to go outside to see in the the space where she was singing to see who this one that girl was singing because I was like. Yeah. Whose voice is that? That's amazing. And good for her for being an above the title star that literally no one heard of until this show. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, and that's, right. yeah. that's right. how you do it. Yeah. Um, Ava Noblezada, funny Miss Saigon, honey, she killed me right to the end. Mm. Did she? I was okay. I lived for every moment that that woman brought on that stage. Wow, every moment. And I, I'm bummed because in this category we see the notable diva snub, which is Glenn Close for. Well, Boulevard. not eligible. She's but. not eligible. Is she not eligible? She won it already. She, for yeah, a role. she won the Tony for this. Now, obviously, this is a revival, but it's a revival of the same to bring show. back same Glenn show. Close. Yeah. It's a different director. So it was the but same thing same, as yeah. Cabaret when correct. exactly when Alan okay, Cumming correct. wasn't eligible same for that All right. as well. So I'm, I'm but everyone but, else in that show was was eligible and they didn't get anything. But do you want to hear the tea? Give me the tea, honey. So apparently, Patty was desperate to do a show because she heard that Glenn Close was coming back in Sunset Boulevard. <gasps> no. Yes. Stop it. Now, I don't know These how the timing rumors. actually worked out. Allegedly. But allegedly. <laughs> the attorney just walked in the room and exactly. said to say allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> so she wanted to be on Broadway with an Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know, oh Bafangul moment right. from across the street. Okay, but can we talk about war paint? It Please. Was horrible. You okay? It's horrible. I didn't yeah. see. I I I hated. I intermission got there and I said, "It's been the exact same show through the entire first act. Nothing new was said." And his direct and and I love everyone associated with this, from the director to yeah. the mm-hmm. to the composers. I hated the, the score. The I hated the direction. Gardens. Yeah. 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 Michael Greif's direction in this, you know what's coming. They're trying to keep it so even between the two women. Mm-hmm. She's going to walk this way and then sit on the desk and point to the man there. Oh, well, then Patty's going to come on the other side and walk the counter way and point to the desk. It's the exact same direction back and forth because the women never meet. It's oh. a show about two women that never meet. Which is so, ill-conceived, if you ask me. Well, it's, I mean, that's well, just... Which makes sense that the only thing they got nominated were... Their performances are great, but go see them in concert if you want to see them oh. sing. And Both then of which the, I have. And then the costumes, but I... Forget yeah. about it. Well, I, I mean, again, I, you know, like I said, I don't know how badly I needed to see Hello, Dolly. 
which I, cause I haven't. Um, <laughs> so good. And you know the other rumor. What? Now I don't think this one has any merit, to be honest. Allegedly. But allegedly, <laughs> in a year when Bet's contract is done, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton will be replacing her. No, that'll never happen. That will never. Never happen. heard that. Never. Hello, happen. Dolly Parton. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's high, Bet. You're a hello, Dolly. Here's what I'll um, say about that show, though. It's a really great production, so mm-hmm. it could withstand to keep going when Bet leaves. But here's revivals never last more than a year and a half. It just it doesn't happen. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they're they're uh, paying Phantom. them five dollars for a concert contract, and Phantom's an <laughs> original production. Uh, FYI. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. It, it never closed. It never closes. Sorry. <laughs> I know it feels dated. It feels like it should have closed and come back. Um, so my vote is going to be for Ava Noblezada. Okay. And I'm going to say because, one, if, if anything, I would love to see a tie between her and Danae, but mm-hmm. I will take Ava over Danae primarily because it's... Oh, come on. It's Bed Midler. It's Are Bed you Midler. kidding me? I, I've never smiled so much through a show in my life. I just, the joy so, just. So, do you feel like me. this will be the year that she's going to get the Tony, of a legitimate performance Tony versus. Yes. All right. I do. All right. I'm still going to go with Ava Noblezada, oh. and I will probably be wrong, and I don't care. I would love to see Bet, Patty, and Christine's face if Ava. <laughs> <laughs> They have to have the cameras right on. Yes. Them. Please pray for some queen to be doing camera direction during that moment. Because <laughs> you know he'll put, he'll put up like the triple screen so we can see all of their faces at once. Be mad. Yeah. Just, yep. Or or that fake like hello, thank you. I'm so happy for you. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. So when we come back, honey, we're gonna talk about we're gonna mix it up with the best musicals. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. All right, we are back, y'all. This is We are wrapping it up, honey. We, do you want to talk the revivals first? There's three of let's those. Let's do the revivals, baby. We have Best Revival Musical, Falsettos, Hello, Dolly, and Miss Saigon. Sorry, cats. <laughs> Sorry, Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> They only gave us three, even though there were more. And Sunset Boulevard is a really great production. I, I like it better this way. Loved Sunset Boulevard so much better than when they, we had the Mammoth Mansion on stage. I I don't even know how to describe what I was feeling when I was watching Listen. that show because it was just so it was everything that I wanted it to be, and I was so like overwhelmed with. The simplicity. Yeah. That's the thing that got me. It's like, it's so simple the way they're doing this. Like, the car chases with just the lights. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get in this film noir vibe. And, it, and I loved how it, it really does capture the film noir vibe. Like, the whole moment, the whole staging. Even, <laughs> even with Glenn Close's, when they're coming to get her at the end, her moment when she had to get into character <laughs> to be arrested, to be taken away. It was like... You better work it out, Glenn Close. I mean, I was feeling every every eye movement. Like, there's no oh, Botox going no. on around here for her, honey. She she's is playing permanent. 30 years younger than the character. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, did you know that those costumes that she wears, not mm-hmm. the other ones in the show, those are the original costumes that yep. she wore in the original production, and she's been keeping them in her house because she has a costume collection of everything she's ever worn. Because she's Norma Desmond. Because she's Norma Desmond. <laughs> 
Isn't that amazing? It's, I mean, it's the performance you have to see. You must see. see. Yes. Yeah. And I, and you have again, eight weeks left. And I could not believe how I stayed engaged from the very beginning to the very end. Because yeah. sometimes I have a tendency of tuning out when I'm like, ugh, this song, and really? And who doesn't love a floating dead body? Come and on. And who doesn't love a talk about hotties on stage when oh, he comes who? out of the pool? Okay. Act two. Open <laughs> act two. Act two. Yes, honey. And, he's uh, moving on. He's going to be in How Prince is the, Exactly. The, yeah. He's staying around. Prince of Good. Broadway, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be amazing. So, I mean, who do you think is going to walk away with Best Revival? I mean, let's uh, let's face it. That helicopter is everything in Miss Saigon. In falsettos, we have all the cubes. <laughs> oh, again, <laughs> again. Yeah, that set was a joke. Uh, don't. <laughs> Why are you so it was so. And they're gonna film that. Oh, let's look at these gorgeous. Well, but you know what? They're, they're <laughs> sho- what they're showing is the love between two men. The love between two Millses. <laughs> And the complications upon which that started during the time of AIDS and they families. Why does Christian Borough always play the gay guy? Yeah. Because right? he knows that he is basically gay bait. And, you know, because he, he's, he's married, the, he's he used to be of, married to Sutton Foster. Mm. <laughs> he's, you know, the thing is, is that he is like one of those few, like Andy Carl, straight men in musical theater. I and thought the, you were with Andy Carl. Well, only when he's not with Orfe. Okay. Um, and on stage, eight shows a week, bringing home the bacon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's sort of like uh, he's. He's he knows that he is very attractive, and he knows that in the world of musical theater, especially as a heterosexual man, the bounty is a plenty. And mm. he's not even naked in this show. And he's not even naked. He's not topless. He's not. No. Giving, but I mean, he knows he knows what is coming to him. And again, like if you're a straight man in musical theater, the world really is your oyster. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> a straight, good-looking man in musical theater, <laughs> not character. Um, but he he has that opportunity, and so and he's been known to take it. So even when he was there, this is interesting category. I do think it's going to be Hello Dolly, but Miss Saigon, if, as you may recall, lost the Tony very controversially to Will Rogers Follies for That's best right. musical oh, right. because right. of their um, casting controversy over the, uh, which with uh, you know, Jonathan Price's yep, as yep. the the engineer engineer exactly. So I mean, it, for that reason, probably not. But it could go. I think it's going to be Dolly. It's though. Dolly. Yeah. It's Hello Dolly. Tony. All right. Hello Tony. Hello Dolly. Exactly. That's fabulous. All right. And then Barbara Streisand will come dressed out, uh, dressed as Dolly, and say, "Did I wear the right outfit?" Could you imagine? Wait. Could you just imagine if Barbara Streisand decided that for just six, eight weeks she wanted to go back and do a Broadway moment and came back and did Hello Dolly? She was just in town the other night seeing Dear Evan Hansen. What? Because she's in town now because she's got her concert. <laughs> so coming I'm up. for Clem. She going to Hello Dolly? So she gonna go. So she can go back there and just roll her eyes at Bette Midler. She's gonna say, "What keys are these songs written in?" (laughs) (laughs) They're all lower, (laughs) honey. Because you know Carol Channing is still mad at Barbara Streisand for that. (laughs) Anyway, so let's look at best musical, best musical, best new musical. Don't come from away. (laughs) Where you gonna come at? (laughs) Dear Evan Hansen, Mm -hmm. Groundhog Day. And Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. So okay, only four. three, but three are original mm-hmm. music based. I mean, original. I love that. Right. There's one based on a film, but the other three are original ideas. Which kudos to the writers Wait. this year. <clears throat> See, like in Two. this category, I would not have been mad if Bandstand would have gotten the nomination. Primarily, a because it's a new musical. Right. B because it's open. <laughs> Unlike, you know, a false settles or something. It's open. And I think that if people really 
get the opportunity to know about that show on a grand scale like a Tony moment, people will start going to that show and, and, and really filling the house if it's not already happening now. And it is, again, you know, a new musical. This is not a revival. This is not a, 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 a that adaptation that they're going to basically crush. They are really making an effort to bring you something new. And I got right. to see that show when it was at the paper mill. And I'm glad to see what I got to see this past week to see the changes that they made mm. because Andy Blank Blankenbuehler, honey, is making them bitches dance for points, honey. They are not. And he got up for choreography, which I love his choreography. I don't love the in-between transitions that they just keep dancing. I'm I like, love it. Oh, I did not like that. Come on. Like, that was, you know what it is? Because that kept the, the energy up. They didn't have enough time to bring anything. The only If I had to see one had... more dead person on somebody's back... <laughs> I'm no, carrying my brother with no, me. No, he wasn't carrying his brother. You know what that was? It's the monkey on his back that they've been bringing back with them when they came back from the war. I know, but we kept seeing it over and over. Well, they would the, the drink it. Come on. It's all plaguing them. It's Because you know what? The people that suffer from PTSD, and this is what I loved about that. It's an interesting conversation about PTSD. It's an interesting conversation about the way that we treat our veterans. It's an interesting conversation about... You know, about war? a show that's going to close next week. Holy shame. <laughs> but I also wondered, the, 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 I felt the tone was off for that show. They didn't know what they wanted to be. Mm. Be it was a PTSD, be... but don't be all, hey, isn't, they didn't know if they wanted to be musical comedy or not. Well, but you know, they, it was the 40s, remember? We were well, living in that weird musical comedy period where girl, shit was going down. <laughs> I wasn't alive either, but you know, we got the movies for the archives. Wait, now you um, said there's only two. What was, what, okay. did, which one did I mess up? Okay, so, well, Natasha's based on, um, Pieces of the told the of War and Peace. War okay, and okay, peace. right, right, right. Yes. Okay, it's but I mean, based but... on the the book War Paint. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is actually some shade in the snubs this year for Best Musical. I don't know if you realize this, but according to the Tony rules, mm -hmm. they could have nominated one more. Correct. Best musical, right? Because there's enough shows. There's more best new musicals than we've had in eleven years. Thirteen this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have the shows that were not nominated: Paramore, Holiday Inn, A Bronx Tale, In Transit, Amelie, War Paint, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Anastasia, and Bandstand. That's a lot of shows. That got yeah. completely. But I think go. the rule has something to do with the fourth and fifth musical have to be so close in number that that's why they add a fifth one. But mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. They should have added a fifth one. Just because. And, and the thing it is... Keeps some things running. Because it keeps, it's, it's it, about, yeah, it's about keeping it running. It's about having a tour life, you know. Yeah. It helps. Because that to me is where I think that the if the Broadway League were going to step in and say, okay, listen. Because, you know, that's the producers. That's, that's right. the League of Producers that are doing all the work on Broadway there. Or making Broadway as um, expensive as it is as those guys. But at the same time, they could say... Listen, just pick a fifth one. I mean, because this is about a business, too. Right. And this is a thing that everybody never ever really, really remembers about these award shows, is that these, thanks to um, uh, Ozzie Davis, I'll never forget when he said this, hmm. that basically these are trade shows. Everything that we see, these award shows are trade shows. And yeah. so it is an opportunity for you, like a car show, to go and see the latest of whatever's available. Mm. And, and so if you are... If you're not giving the rest of America and the rest of the world the opportunity to kind of know what's going on because you're being political and you're being shady or, you know, we don't like this one or why should Andy Blankenbuehler get another, you know, he just had Hamilton. Why? If you're going into that as a voter with that kind of attitude, then you're negating the fact that you're cutting out the business aspect of this. And yeah. so, you know... As much as maybe people may have problems with bandstand, I didn't think that it was an awful thing that I wouldn't take my grandmother to see or yeah, I wouldn't I take my mom to go yep. see 
you know, of course they're not alive, but I mean, if they were, I would take them to go see something sure. like that mm-hmm. to avoid having them, you know, be mad that they couldn't see Hamilton. <laughs> and, and, and you want or the rest of by America Booker. to see what's going on. Exactly. New York is this big. You you need you need tourists. And, and people you make need fun of tourists. tourists, but you know, and the thing is is that I feel as if, you know, if you're gonna celebrate what we call Broadway, and we're going to celebrate everything that's on it, and we're going to give people the opportunities to know what's going on, then you should just be full out. Like, there's no reason to be shady when you know you have five slots and you're only going to put four to be shady to the folks of Amelie. I mean, I'm being shady with them because I didn't get to see the show, but, you know. I found Amelie really charming, and I never saw the film, so I couldn't Mm -hmm. compare it, but I thought as a musical, it was this beautiful little, well-directed, I liked the music, and just Charming, but... It lacks a lot of things. You just found it blah? Yeah, I well, I think she's not a great actress. I'm just going to say it. Gorgeous voice. But she needs to sell that. And there wasn't really any characterization for me. But I just think there's so many kind of problems with the story. And just... Well, it's when it, whenever they work. try to translate... You know, a the film. a film to stage. There's always so many things that are going to have to get left out because yeah. you can't just you just can't physically do. And them. that one probably will not tour, whereas Charlie <coughs> and the Chocolate Factory will tour because the sets are already mm-hmm. made for a tour. And What's interesting uh, is the, that that one. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say Charlie and Chocolate Factory is a Delonfontaine, and so many shows there get panned and mm. are successful. Like you think On about tour. Adam's Family, Mo- think, Motown, right? The first time, yeah. Motown. <laughs> the second time only lasted like a it's little bit. It's the start of a tour. If but you, it's if the start you play of a that tour. house, you're starting your tour. You're starting yeah, your tour. There you go. Because we walked in, and everybody expects big sets for this. Those mm, sets mm, are minimal. made for a tour already. Then we can put that it's bitch like, in a car and did, like pretty much roll bus it and out. Truck. Did you see On Your Feet? Yes, I did. That is a cruise ship set, mm. yeah, <laughs> to That's say the least. But I mean, you know, I had a good time though. I enjoyed myself. I was I dancing the aisles. Okay, <laughs> you were I on got, your feet. I was on my feet. On your feet. You see the carryover from the seasons before. So, man. So this has been this has been a hot hot season. I think you know. In the end, if we have time, we should talk about the technical ones because we can. If you guys want to stick around, and we can sure, do that as sure. well. All right. So. If you're sticking around, we'll come back and um, we'll talk technics. Technic. Technique. Technical. (laughs) We'll talk the technical categories when we return. For more podcasts, go to Keep Prices Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play.